Saren looked at the ship as it flew into dock. Focused on its clunky shape, shortened wings, and the word calamity painted across the hull. The word didn't change. She wasn't dreaming. It was an Edge Corp standard cargo ship with no amenities. But at least it wouldn't be on this blasted ball of water. What time was it? It had been so long since Saren had seen anything besides the inky blackness of the trench that she couldn't honestly know. Saren had joined Edgecorp for the chance to be on the move, to stay away from the people chasing Jur through the universe, and to just be alone. She hadn't expected this job on Entha to be so, well, alone. When they had fitted Saren with Jerome personal all-in-one life support, rebreather, submersible suit designed for exploring the depths of any ocean, she hadn't expected the days to be so long. Saren shifted lightly from foot to foot, Jambot humming quietly as, as their spheroid form floated around the azure shimmering. One hand lifted above Saren's eyes, shading them from the sun as Ji looked on at the ship. It's about time I got off this hell pit. Ji whispered angrily as a man stepped out of the ship, still small at this distance, began walking towards Zhur and the Edgecorp headquarters. Shan, are you up there? There was no need to whisper, but the silence was oppressive and it seemed wrong to break it. No response on the comm. So many days like this, days where Shan wouldn't say anything, days where Shan was quietly planning her workers' revolution. Some days, though, Shan would cover for Zher, let Zher rest down here near the ocean floor where Zher thoughts piled up like so many discarded half-written notes. Zhe flicks on the submersible's external lights to scan the area underwater to ensure Zhe's still alone. Zhe isn't. He was taller than Saren expected, though not as tall as Saren herself. His head topped by a hat, the likes of which Zhe'd not seen this side of Castravel. Well, howdy there, stranger. Heard from the higher-ups you were a half-decent mechanic and looking for a transfer off this rock. He was saying words, talking to Saren, but Zhe wasn't processing them. Saren was focused on the details, watching the corner of his eyes and the way the air slightly moved his mustache. Gerbrain couldn't have made this up. Could it have? She focused on Zher breathing. Five seconds in through the nose, three holding the breath, seven out through the mouth. The way the Edge Corp wellness program suggested for managing trauma. Mm, more, mm, more than half decent. You've got a standard signal drift engine on there. Right? I reckon so. Never been much for engineering, but the last mechanic never had any issues with it. Uh, If you take me on, you'll never have any issues with it either. Sounds right handy. I run my ship more like a family. Do family dinners every night. You eat, right? Not sure I've ever met a shimmering before. Uh, uh, Yeah, I eat various gemstones, but don't worry, I'll take care of buying my own food. So that's not on your plate. <laughs> you mainly run cargo, right? Yep, we travel all around. You know Edgecorp, always working. <laughs> S- sounds good to me. Don't like being too still. She reached out to shake his hand. Let's go meet Shan. Out of the murky darkness before Zher looms a form, green, with glistening red eyes reflecting Saren's headlamps. Shit, 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 shit. <laughs> Saren turns on the thrusters on Jurt's submersible, sending Jurt drifting away from the grim face, staring endlessly. 
She realizes then that it's the drifting form of another Edgecorp employee, doomed to spend eternity bloated as pieces of flesh and metal, slowly rotting away beneath the waves until some leviathan makes it their next meal. Saren's breathing calms as she considers whether or not she can salvage any gear or return the corpse for burial. Always need more batteries for this thing, and I suppose you're not using yours. Flipping the thrusters around, Saren drifts forward to the corpse, submersible arms outstretched to grapple it and open the battery compartment on the back of the submersible. As she does, the head turns to face Saren, undead hands reaching for Zhur Helmet, grasping at the seams as the mouth moves, and Saren hears a cacophony of voices whispering, Join, Join us. us! Join us! Join us! Join us! And she feels hands reaching, grasping, pulling at every inch of Zhur. The feeling was back as the man, Friday... Friday Francisco, she'd learned, spoke to Saren's handler, Shan, working together through Saren's transfer documents. They laughed, a sound which bubbled unnaturally with the sound of the water. She blinked hard, focusing on Zhur breathing, five seconds in through the nose, three holding the breath, seven out through the mouth. Saren opened Zhur's eyes again slowly. Both Friday and Shan were looking at Zhur. Friday's mouth opened to saying words, but all Saren could see was the air bubble escaping his lips. She watched his violet skin turn ashy and his eyes turn gray, blood seeping out the corners and floating up, up, up to the surface of Entha. She looked at Shan, whose mouth moved in unison with Friday's. You'll, You'll never, never escape. escape. This, this is, is your, your home, home now, down, down here, here, among, among the, the dead. dead. She'd never left the trench. Saren wakes with a start. Jershiren plush clutched tightly in the arms the same color as Entha's oceans. And she reminds herself that she's safe, at home next to the humming form of Calamity's engine. Eyes shut, five seconds in through the nose, three seconds holding it, seven seconds out through the mouth. As Saren stares up at the dark ceiling of her bunk, listening to Ballad's soft breathing from the other side of the room, she can't shake the feeling that she's being watched. And for a few moments, whether Saren's eyes are opened or closed, flame-colored slit-pupiled eyes and the flash of emerald scales hang before Zhur like a mirage. Where we last left the four of you, you had returned to Absalom Station from your run to Akiton after handily defeating some drift leeches like jerks, <laughs> like jerks. I barely got to hurt you at all. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you someday. Maybe. Thanks I don't to the know. explosive powers of Solarian magic. I, gosh. Aww. Like... For real. And uh, and some expert just like flicking him off the hull with Saren's lance. I know. Uh, Friday jo- dropped junk on him. We did <laughs> yeah. all the yeah. moves. We did all the things. Yeah. Friday dropped his <laughs> junk on him. <laughs> That's rough. I remember, yeah. I remember Mr. Mis- no, I'm uh, I'm I'm moving right past that. We're not gonna 
we're not going to talk about that at all. There's a lot to unpack there, but we're not going to do it today. <laughs> Too many things. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, all four of you were incredibly badass against these like little energy sucking worms. Good job. And I hate you. <laughs> so there's that. Um, on your return to Absalom Station, Captain Francisco rang up his good buddy, Tarika, who is your company dispatcher. And she told you that you might still be just in the window to at least secure a new job. Maybe buy yourself some time before the company really cracks down on you, you know? And and to that end, she's got a lead on something that's it's it's not strictly legal, you know? <laughs> uh it's definitely an under the table sort of gig. No questions asked. You get it. Yeah. And the job is this a drow calling himself Lord Sinjin is shipping guns from Apiste to a planet in near space that the Gideon authority is trying to subdue where Tarika hears from her contacts that local miners are putting up a bit more of a fight than was expected against their new overlords. And you know, the job sounds simple enough on the surface. You head to Apiste, you meet your contact, pick up the guns, drop them off at Voxa, get paid. And you didn't have a lot of time to ask Tarika questions you are not gun runners. That is not your typical line of work. I'm sure you have a lot of questions about where, why, how, who, and should we? So that's uh, that's going to be it. And you're going to be in the drift for a solid four days or so. So you've got some time to look up some information on the infosphere. You've got some time to rest, prepare. And what do you, what do you want to do? How do you want to spend this time? I think Saren, you know, initially wants to spend most of the time alone in the engine rooms, but being worried about that mirage probably ends up drifting towards the common area to be around the others a little bit more than she normally would. Mm-hmm. That scene from earlier probably took place like, you know, the night that you arrived uh, at Absalom Station or the day before. So you're probably still little shook uh i remember ballad was a little shook at the end of last episode <laughs> as well considering uh you know the the name that got dropped you've headed back into the drift at this point i believe miss fanny has prepared you all a delicious meal because that's how they roll and you're sitting down to it and ballad enters the kitchen and says <laughs> So I have something important to tell you. Uh, I mean, I know (laughs) I've been doing a lot of that lately, huh? Um, Okay, so let's see. What have we already talked about? Like, you know, I was like killing people for the Golden League. Let's smooth past that. The person that I worked with primarily doing that was named Sinjin and and she just stops for a minute and just stands there (laughs) like she's completely stuck on where to go from there and then she's like okay whatever um so let me show you this and then she does a couple motions with her hands and suddenly it's like if you've ever seen a hollow skin any of you it's like suddenly all of her form 
just disappears like a hollow skin, like the the outer layer. It's like the transport beam effect where there's all these like lines of energy and suddenly like the human skin look melts away. And underneath there is a pastel pink android. Uh, she has some very pretty light uh, circuitry going around her body. And she also has cat ears, <laughs> pink cat ears with gems in them, like pink gems. And they twitch around a little because they have actually come out of ports on the top of her head that have kind of come back and they have like popped out. Um, and her hair is also, she looks more or less the same. Like all her features are the same. She's just pink now <laughs> and has visible circuitry, cat ears and pink hair. <laughs> and she goes, ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. Oh my God, Anyways. you're so pretty. Oh. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to be this all the time? Well, remember how we talked about how I like the Golden League is kind of after me because I like faked my own death. I think I'm probably the only android ever that looks like this. There has to be other android cat girls out there. This particular circuitry configuration's unique captain. Ballad, what a wonderful shades. Lovely. Is that a Mark 8 impersonation matrix? Well, it's like a really special thing that, again, it's one of those things. Only I've never really met anyone else who has one. Um, Because you know how usually there's like a time limit on hollow skins. Well, mine doesn't really have a time limit and it works a lot better <laughs> than other hollow skins. Oh, bye. That's light years ahead of the eight. Yeah, it's like really confusing. I have no idea where it came from. We're, that's a whole other bucket of fish, though. Let's get into the main thing. Okay, so to recap, everyone knows what I look like when I'm like that. Well, okay, they don't, but like certain high up people do. So it's really dangerous for me to look like this all the time. That's why I uh, disguise myself as a human. Okay, that's point one. Point two, I used to work with Sinjin for a long time. He's like extremely dangerous and evil. Oh, evil. Well, that's, it's complicated. I'm like, he's not, he has, he has his good sides. He's, he can be really sweet and like kind under the right circumstances. And like, he only ever like took his dark impulses out on like people we were supposed to be targeting. I'm getting, I'm getting off track. I'm getting so off track. My sister dated like someone like that once. He was rad abusive. Oh no! Well, he's he would never. He's never. He would never. And then she just stalls again. He would never abuse anyone. He would. He would never do that. That's. He'd just kill him. Uh, well, not somebody he was close to that he like loved. And then she stops again. <laughs> well, he didn't kill you. She side-eyes Friday so hard, and she's like, I never said, I never said he loved me, or that I loved him, or anything. I never said anything like that, okay? Well, you said he doesn't kill people he loves. Oh, God. Oh, my 
my god. I think what the captain's trying to say is <laughs> we're very humbled you'd share this part of yourself with the crew. Actually not. Freddy has a mischievous smile. He's actually very entertained by this. Yeah, I know. Miss <laughs> Miss Fanny's a little bit more empathetic. And, um, your responses are helpful. I know. She's being so nice. Ballad is like gr- gripping her own, like the sides of her face and just going, mm. and, then, <laughs> and then they, they're like, okay, that wasn't the point. I mean, yes, we're having like a fun little bonding moment, but the main thing is, as I said, it sounds like, like maybe it's just a coincidence that there's suddenly, he was never Lord Sinjin. I don't know where the heck that came from. So I, like I don't know. Your boyfriend's moving up in the world. He's not my boyfriend. Oh god. Okay. You uh, know what? He was. All right. Let's just. Let's just. Okay. <laughs> someone. <laughs> someone make me a culture check. <laughs> that would not be Friday. <laughs> Got a twelve. It's all on you, Fanny. Okay. Well, fortunately, Saren just made the DC uh, <laughs> for, for this information, um, and it's it's fair it's fairly it's fairly basic. In fact, like one one could argue that Ballad probably does already know this, um, mm. just since you spend a lot of time with Drow. But that but when you mm. mentioned that like you don't know where the Lord's engine came from. Uh, you and Saren both know that in Drow society, it is highly unusual for a man to rise to a position of authority. So whatever Sinjin is lord of, it's likely not connected to any formal titles in Drow yeah. society. Here's the thing. He was always so ambitious. He really wanted to make it into the upper echelon of the Golden League, the Ichihara Hong family. I don't know if that happened Maybe that's where the title comes from. Maybe it's not even him, but it just really, mm, I get this creepy feeling that it probably is. And if he sees me, I have other, okay, I have other disguises. I may have to use them. He may still see through them. And if we ever were to encounter him, which hopefully we're not, because it sounds like, like the job has to do with him, but like doesn't directly involve him, so it's probably fine. Question mark. But like, I just wanted y'all to know this ahead of time because if something happens, you know, I'm gonna have to look different. And if I suddenly look different, like I can't just hide. I'm trying to be more transparent. I'm trying to like show you things, you know. And I I appreciate that. I I understand what you're saying is you want to keep keep a low profile in this situation. Or I don't want to put y'all in danger. I don't want anybody to be endangered by my involvement with anything. So, you know. <laughs> Here's the situation, y'all. In order to keep our jobs, we need to do this job. In order to be able to help my mom, I need to do this job. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel comfortable doing this job, you can stay on the ship. And you know, stay stay out of harm's way, uh, and and I, and I'll make sure it gets done. And you guys, will, I, I still split the still split the the profits with you if we we actually do achieve something. Uh, but that is that is your decision. I'm not going to force you into anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. Uh, Ballad, if you feel like a different disguise will be plenty enough, or you want to stay just enough in the background where you can you can not get seen. 
because I, I it sounds like it sounds like unless you guys left on bad terms it, it might actually work to our advantage for you to be there kind of mm. but maybe there's just something i'm not seeing uh here's the thing while we're being open and honest i told him when we were like oh let's fake your death ha <laughs> you're gonna escape the golden league I did promise that once he made it big, that was the whole, you know, plan. I'm going to make it so big um, that I would come back. Oh, so this is like a reverse Great Gatsby situation. That's, I don't know what that is. Is that like ancient lore? (laughs) (laughs) I'm 700 years old and I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you, what you're saying is you don't want to be with him again maybe you just said that to get away thinking he would never make it big is that kind of what you're thinking yeah i mean i like i kind of figured that i would figure something out <laughs> while i was away and like honestly it's only been a year so and he's been working with the golden league for like so long actually you know what oh god Listen, I'm already putting everything out there. I'm like, I don't know how many hundreds of years old. Let's just like brush that off. Um, and what? he and I worked together for a long time. Like, I mean, like a long time, like a long time, <laughs> like a long time. And then suddenly a year later, he's like high powered. I don't understand. I wasn't expecting this to happen. So well, you well, the, I don't know much about much, but I know you don't come to power that quickly and that fast unless you've made some some less than savory deals with the devil. Yeah, she like looks down at the table and she's like, I mean, part of the reason I decided to leave him is he started going down a really dark path. So I guess he just <sighs> jumped right in. Well, I, the, the condition still stands. I, I have to do this. Um, I, I have to save my mom. If you don't want to come with, I, I can handle this solo. It might be a little, might take a little longer because uh, these muscles aren't as big as, uh, uh, well, yours <laughs> there, Valid. But, uh, uh, but, I, I, but we'll get the job done, and I don't want to put any of you in harm's way that doesn't want to be there. But we, we got we to gotta do what we do. I, I only brought this up so that everyone knew why I'm going to be acting weird, I guess. And so we were all like on the same page. I knew I couldn't hide this forever. I was planning to bring it out when it was, it felt like the right time. And I guess right now feels like the right time. I'm glad I, I'm glad I bought some extra grenades <laughs> at Epsilon Station then. Well, but like I said, I, it sounds like he is too high up to even get his hands dirty. Like we probably won't even meet him. Like I said, it's just precautions, precautions, precautions. So I know he's a shrewd guy, so he may like be watching us or something, keeping tabs. Private eyes are watching you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, how are the rest of you feeling uh, there, Saren or, or Fanny? I'm okay with the job. Uh, I mean, if he's associated with the Golden League, I guess I also still have something to worry about, but I'll I'll make it through if Ballad's willing to make it through. We can always ooh, what if we put you in a really big spacesuit and we just cover up all your pretty blue skin? Uh rock. That, that could work. 
I, I wonder if you don't mind, maybe I could take a look at your impersonation matrix and see if I could figure out how it works and make a second one. Yeah. It's, it's like old, old technology. So it would probably be really interesting to you. And even I don't know its origins and my sibling Xavius, they didn't know, they could never really figure out lots of things about both of us. They were always tinkering with me. (laughs) Tinkering. (laughs) Tinkering. (laughs) That's such an android thing to say. What about you, Miss Fanny? Well, you know me, Captain. I'm here to help. Hell yeah, Miss Fanny. No job too big. No job too small. Do it well (laughs) or not at all. (laughs) That should be our catchphrase. (laughs) Fuck yeah, I like that. That's good. Oh, I don't abide by the savoriness of this uh, here job but we're kind of forced in a tight spot let's just get it done so we can move on and hopefully go back to our job of just delivering yara berries you do have to wonder what he wants all these guns for well now that you mentioned captain do we have any information i'd like to get the storage or cargo set up are these cryo flame disintegration or heaven sonic those can be either low frequency or high frequency will dictate how they're stored well that was going to be my next uh next suggestion is uh fanny and saren you you are you're the you're the text in the brains so why don't you uh do some research and find out about this getter on authority and uh and Fanny, why don't you uh, find out what we're what we need to be prepared for for packaging? Great news, everybody! Great news, <laughs> good news, everyone! everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending you on a dangerous gun running mission, <laughs> <laughs> Professor to Farnsworth. Qu- are th- are the people questionable? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> good news, everyone. Miss Fanny and Saren on the Infosphere trying to get more information about this job. Yeah. So you know exactly what you're getting yourselves into. What is the getter on authority? That's a great question. Yeah, the first one on the Google list. That that information is available. Yeah, what the F is that? The getter on authority is a fast growing expansionist empire in near space. It is primarily made up of hobgoblins. And according to what you can pull up, the empire's expansion seems to be focused on reclaiming nearby worlds where recent archaeological expeditions have uncovered ruins that appear to have been built by ancient hobgoblin civilizations. Ooh, that's cool. It is neat. God, I want to be a hobgoblin from the Gitterong Authority. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like an insane group to be with. Like, um, I'm, I want yeah, that I, It's a... That's the gist of the Gitterong Authority that you can pick up from various like news articles, as, as well as a couple travel advisories for that section of Near Space. Near Space? That's the space that's sort of right outside the Pact Worlds, right? Yeah, that's a, it's it's the various systems right outside the Pact Worlds, like including the Vesk system kind of what we would consider like outside of our typical solar system near space is all what can be accessed via drift beacons and those are all systems outside of the pack worlds Uh, Saren, see if you can see if there's been any recent activity on the net Saren will hollow sphere 
search for, you know, recent news about the Gitteron Authority, you know, particularly looking to see if there's been any reports about, like, negative stories or, like, things that might have come out about them doing bad shit. Well, that's the thing is like they they are a expansionist empire. They are they are not nicely reclaiming these former hobgoblin homeworlds. Uh, the, this they are an invasion force of you know and 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 whether or not it's an invasion force that is somewhat understandable, considering they were kicked off these worlds in the first place by the current inhabitants. It is it is still icky and. Uh, so, so what you what you're mostly picking up on because you're cross-referencing it with the name of the planet that Tarika gave you. That is your destination for running these guns. They are currently making incursions on a planet called Voxa, which is a planet that is rich in sicketite and other natural resources, and has had a crew of human, dwarf, and Sheeran miners on site for years. And they were until recently under the command of, of a local miners guild until the Gitteron authority showed up. And if you make me a culture check, I may have more information. Yeah, it's not going to be me. Next level. Next level. I will roll culture. Next level. Every, like People should take some culture. Get some culture. <laughs> That's a nine on the die for a 14. For a 14. All right. Excellent. Yeah. You're relatively well-traveled, Saren. Uh, yeah, you've met well more than a few hobgoblins in your time. And you know that their cultures often value practicality, organization, and Boy Scout levels of preparedness. So it strikes you as a little odd that a large empire like the Gitteron Authority would have sent out an undersupplied invasion force and need guns mm. run out to them at all. So uh, in short, <laughs> something about this job really stinks. It really stinks. Several things, even. Yeah, uh, lot, lots, lots, and lots of things about this job um, are uh, are a big no bueno, big, big flashing warning lights. This is strange, <laughs> Miss Fanny. Does it strike you as weird that the hobgoblins expanding on this planet aren't prepared and need a shipment of guns? They should have been properly supplied on the outset of a campaign. I myself have never been in an altercation in which my unit was understocked. That's very interesting. Especially of a campaign of their magnitude. I... That does not... No, something's off. Or they have an incompetent commander... Well, given the way that hobgoblins value rank and authority and preparedness, I kind of don't think that they would let someone who isn't good at that lead an attack on anything. Um, I get the feeling that this is a trap of some kind. Oh my, we're running into a rash of bad luck recently. Poor captain. Well, maybe we can turn it around on them. We, we could certainly at that. I suppose I could do more research on Voxa to see if... And maybe contact some of the Miners Guild folk to, to see what they've got going there. To see what their information is. 
Oh, good thinking. Yeah, we don't really have any choice but to do this job, so maybe we can do it on our terms. Whatever's going on, we just better be to make sure we do what's best for us. And that doesn't that means not doing despicable acts. I'm not I don't favor doing good things like gun running, but if this thing's if something's going weird and something some people are gonna get hurt, best especially just the everyday people just doing their work, you know, we gotta do what's right. So let's make sure we understand what's going on as best as possible. Be prepared to do the right thing if we have to do it. Yeah. Make that call, Saren. All right. I will use some of my resources to try and reach out to them. Reach out to the engineer, the engineer boards, message boards to see if anyone knows about Foxa. Reach out and touch someone. Reach out and touch face. <laughs> I was about to say. Reach out and touch like face. Saren will hop down on your personal console and pull up. Uh, I... I'm assuming that there's some sort of message board that G is part of that is specifically for uh, mechanics and engineer type folks who sure, yeah. who can talk to one another. Uh, logs in under the the username Azurite, and <laughs> is there like a just, one in there? <laughs> one for yeah. I or something? <laughs> yeah, with a one instead of the die. <laughs> Sends a, a general message. Um, all of this is encoded, by the way. Just asking if there's anyone that's been working with Voxa that knows about the situation with the Gitteron Authority over there. We're going to be running a bunch of guns there. So, you know, we just like more information. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you send out your message and after uh, a few minutes, you receive a reply from a user called Voxy. Who <laughs> responds back like that. No, no one... No one has really heard anything coming out of Voxa in a while. There's no communications. There's nothing coming in and there's nothing coming out. And then she asks, like, don't you read the news? <laughs> Shady. <laughs> <laughs> People on the internet are harsh. Yeah, so true. <laughs> People well would played, do that. Abby. Well played. <laughs> Go on the internet and be mean. <laughs> <laughs> Why would people do that? I don't understand. Why would people be mean on the internet? (laughs) Um, No one goes to the internet to feel superior to everybody else. I'm curious if anyone uh, maybe knew someone, what the last thing that that anyone heard from Voxa was, you know, if if there was an attack or, you know, direct experience of what what the Gitteron Authority was doing there. You're not going to find anything like that on this on this message board because okay. um, this this is yeah. kind of more of a of a shop talk from from what you described to me as the kind of message board you're going to. There are there yeah. are message boards where you'd be able to do a deeper dive into theories about what's going on there. Uh, you know, some some red some like you know red string type like connections <laughs> of communications <laughs> that have been. You can definitely check those out if you want, but the the mechanics, uh, a message board mostly for for mechanics, talking shop probably isn't going to be the spot. Yeah, there's and the reason I've gone there first was just you know that it's like, well, that's the one that G frequents, and maybe there was a mechanic from Voxa. But if, if that's the mm-hmm. case, if that's a dead end, uh, yeah, I will pursue further on um, moving moving over to the conspiracy theory 
you know, message boards. Following the <laughs> the red strings. Following those red strings. Uh, yeah, there's definitely more there. Now I'm going to ask for that check. That's going to be a 20 total. Nice. I suppose you've got a good computer's check. Mighty fine, mighty fine, mighty fine, mighty fine roll. While, while Saren's reading over the information, Jambot is just humming, humming along uh, with, you know, just some tune that's that's playing in the background. The soundtrack from Hackers. <laughs> I have I not watched that movie, but I do love Matthew Willard, uh, so I probably should. It's fun. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so good. I, oh God, I watched yeah. it last year, and it had been so long. If you do a little more digging, and you're sort of on these uh, sites that are sort of more about like following a red string, um, you're able to get in on a couple of like password protected chats using that excellent computer's check. And what you're able to uncover is that a potential reason the Gitteron Authority might be in need of more guns is uh, a large number of them that they brought to Voxa have gone missing. Ooh. Is what you hear just through various back channels and that there does appear to be a resistance that is being mounted to this invasion. The name Vogue Mine Brewer pops up a couple times as someone who was able to get a couple of messages out before the communications lockdown really went into effect on Voxa. Uh, it seems like there might be a bit of a resistance against the Gitteron Authority. Uh, a lot of their guns have gone missing recently. Maybe we have a choice. Mm. See if the resistance will pay for more guns. Uh, yeah, or we could say we delivered them to the, you know, the right people, but actually deliver them to the resistance people. Well, remember <laughs> what? We still gotta, we still gotta get our money back. So, or get some. Yeah, money I'm sure. I mean, if we lie, they can. I'm sure they'll pay us. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we? Why don't we see if we can get the guns without a problem first? We just we need to be prepared to change our game at any moment, and I think y'all need to be ready for that. That's a good point. So Can you might you might want to get one of those different uh, looky loos going there, ballad, and uh, maybe get a few of them just in case. Yeah, she nods and starts fiddling with something on her arm, and is kind of like there's like patches <laughs> of skin appearing here and there, and then disappearing and changing. <laughs> And then she's like, I don't think he's seen this one before. Can you make and... yourself a bunny rabbit? No. <laughs> I uh. wish I could. But she just looks like a like a very bland human man. <laughs> kind of short. Amazing. Uh, and very bland. You know, all of our characters are very unique. And I was just like, your character in normal mode is so milk toast because of that very reason. You don't want to draw attention. It's just hilarious. Yeah, I got to be the normie looking one, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get to, you get to turn off the fact that you're interesting looking. Meanwhile, Saren over here is just like <laughs> I stand out like you're a sore stuck. thumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of, you can spend the rest of the drift time uh, messing with my hollow skin impersonation matrix thingy. So we got a plan of action. Let's uh, let's get prepared. We got three more days in the drift, so you know, 
Maybe we'll, maybe we'll play some board games. <laughs> I'll, I'll go out and get out the board games. And just a reminder to uh, stretch out our stocks a little longer. Uh, your portion sizes are going to go down just a skosh, so it might be time to tighten those belts. If you wear any, that is. Friday looks down at his belt and then sees all the punch holes he's had to add to it to like tighten it up. Uh, skinny purple boys. Yes. Hey, wait a second. Miss Fanny, isn't tonight the premiere of Pact World Warriors? Oh, dear stars, it is. Oh, bless you for remembering. I didn't want to miss it. All, all the arms are wiggling all four with just excitement and <gasps> I've been missing it since the end of season 17 look forward to it coming back now that last upset by <laughs> I just did not anticipate dear me <laughs> thrills and chills I'm, I'm still uh, I'm still fawning over that episode pardon me let me compose myself oh, it Honestly, that was amazing. I, uh, I, I just wonder what sort of setup they've got this year for their for their show. What challenges are there going to be? It'll be kind of nice to just relax. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I want to see some more anti-grav scenarios. Got oh, a little soft that was spot fun. in my heart for <laughs> zero gravity. It's really, it's really nice to move around in zero gravity. Space leeches aside, it was nice to get out uh, for a bit of a stroll. Uh, this, I think, like, Sarah nods and just smiles and just, like, trying to find the remote for the, the trivid to turn it on. <laughs> Ballad, are you joining them for this, or are you off doing your own thing? They're kind of, like, lost for anything else to do, so they shrug and take a seat on the one of the chairs to half watch with them. Oh, yes, please, please do join us. Yes, yes, yes. Pat, Pat's one of the seats. Um, I have some snacks ready, although it's aluminum, aluminum potassium sulfate. I was just thinking <laughs> it was going to be me and Saren. Might go down a bit rough, I suppose, Ballad dear. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm not much of a snacker. And like, you know, <laughs> robot body. So we're good. <laughs> I love the three, the three non-standard creatures <laughs> hanging out, watching bad TV you. together. Uh, okay. So you settle in, you flip on the Trivid projector just in time to catch the opening bars of the theme song, which is a pulsing EDM beat. Images begin to play on the screen of people from all over the packed worlds completing dangerous obstacle courses, combat karaoke, and performing their flashiest skills in an arena, voiced over by the unctuous tones of Quell, one of the Eoxian hosts, as the scene fades in on two Eoxians seated behind a newscaster's desk in a broadcasting studio. I hear that they synthetically lighten their skin tone on this specific one for the lighting or cosmetic. I don't know. It's a rumor. It's a rumor, dear. <laughs> it's probably it probably helps since they're ghosts to to lighten their skin tone so that they can be seen and caught on camera. 
the spectral-looking woman turns to a pale, gaunt man with clawed hands. Are you ready to meet our contestants, Quell? The woman's breathy voice echoes through the chamber as a skeleton hoists a microphone in front of her ghostly lips. I died already, Letha. I can already positively taste their excitement and hesitation and fear. And ah, that piquant touch of nerves. Simply exquisite. Quell winks at the camera. Welcome <laughs> all to the new season of Packed World Warriors! The studio audience is just going crazy out there, like screaming, clapping their bony hands together. Because this is an Eoxian reality TV show, which is known for being dangerous and reckless and you kind of hope it's a simulation, but you really can't be sure because Eoxians are crazy. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think Saren is cheering along. Saren is <laughs> way too into this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. And he's quite literally at the edge of her seat, just like, oh, my God. Just excited. Excellent. Well, here they are, Lethia announces. We've brought both teams together for an exclusive meet and greet. Be on your best behavior, contestants. Our audience cheers loudest for living challengers, if you catch my drift. And the camera pans over to the contestants seated across from each other in their teams. One team is a notorious merc band, the Shadow Strikers. And another, t- and the other team is a team of hapless Starfinder Society agents who had to do this for a contract of some sort. And that's kind of what they're talking about as they begin introducing themselves. But Saren, you probably only have eyes for the Starfinder team in particular. There's Quidian, a uh, Isoki mechanic with a neat-looking robo-dog. There's Mir, an Ahsoki archaeologist, and finally, someone you know, an elven woman with curly black hair, lots of tattoos, and indigo eyes nearly exactly the same color as your crystals. Saren goes unnaturally quiet, all the energy gone. Ballad isn't paying that much attention to this show, so when she notices that Saren has gone a little quiet, she's just staring at Zhur. Just observing, not saying anything. Saren is also fixated on the screen. A lot of a lot of confusion and surprise and shock and uh, okay. <laughs> the show continues on and shows Dade's team completing a dangerous obstacle course where Dade nearly falls into a lava pit. And then it moves on to a segment of the team stalking a series of beasts through a jungle. And Saren, I imagine that you're feeling some type of way about watching Dade just narrowly escaping the claws and vines and whatever else of the creatures that they are pursuing. Yeah, I mean, worried for one but also probably relieved knowing that you know this is a tv show so it's she's probably fine i mean she made it out of that lava okay yeah yeah i mean it's an eoxian tv show but you know yeah. it's probably simulated probably probably <laughs> probably <laughs> 
Miss Fanny's just looking ahead. Normally, you know, Miss Fanny's uh, Miss Empathy, you know, what are you feeling? Uh, she is full on in, like, my mom watching her novelas mode, where she just kind of smacks uh, Sarah in the other, like, okay, I, I know you might be thinking you're seeing a, a, a wire, but I've been to the sh- taping of one. I, I guarantee you it's all live, it's all authentic. Oh, oh my dear goodness! Oh. oh, oh, that was quite an artful dodge there. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. They'll they'll be fine. Yeah, they're fine, right? They're they're they'll be make it out alive. Nobody dies oh, in goodness. this show. Oh, thirty feet. That's quite a leap. I, okay. Oh, ready, start. Ready, start. Let me close my eyes. No, I'm gonna keep them open. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna close them. Let me know when it's over. No, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The next segment of the show is Cooking Challenge Extreme. And the camera is currently on Dade as she prepares a recipe that's supposed to include a part of every animal they killed during the previous challenge. And off screen, you hear one of the host's voices going, Do you have much cooking experience? And Dade is responding, Hunting and cooking barments for the show reminds me of this time that I spent with really good friend Saren aboard the Light Drifter. We would cook together all the time. Valid's eyebrows fly up. Saren, did did you hear that? Did you hear that? Is that you? Do you know this person? Was that another Saren? That was me. Um, yeah. We went hunting on uh, Castroville one time. Um, I don't know if you're if you if you have much experience. It's been re- I'm I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time enjoying this episode because I'm really worried about her. Uh, it's been a long time, but I kind of considered her my mom for a little bit. Um, oh. like 15 years ago. Oh, um, well, we could watch something else. Is no, fine. no. I want to. I, I, I like being able to see her. Um, I, I've always wondered how she's doing. Well, she's great. Yeah. Um. In fact, Dade's team is absolutely crushing this competition. That legendary Merc Force, <laughs> <laughs> not so legendary as it turns out. I want to watch this show. I want to watch this show so bad. I want to run this adventure so bad that we're pulling from here. The show progresses. Uh, Dade is a phenomenal cook. Dade is pretty phenomenal at everything, actually. After 500 years of life, she'd probably need to be. <laughs> you kind of have to be good at stuff. Oh, Sarah, look at that. That is Granarin roots. It's very difficult to grate through. How artful. They must be an absolute dream in the kitchen. The show moves on to the final event of the episode, which is a contest of capture the flag. Only you get to use all of your deadliest combat abilities in the effort to capture that flag. It's all simulated. It's fine. They're exaggerating. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> exaggerating. And Dade's team is victorious as she and the other two Starfinders are crowned the ultimate Pact World's Warriors! (laughs) Woo! 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 
Clank, 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 clank. Miss Fanny's going to grab a couple of pots and pans with all the arms. Clank, 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 clank. <laughs> I think at some point you all look behind you and you see Friday watching the TV with you all. And the moment you they one of you sees him, he just starts whistling and walking away. <laughs> <laughs> I think Saren has softened by the end of this and has is like... When the when that wash of relief to see that Dade is fine at the end of this is not hurt or anything, just jumps up and is cheering alongside Miss Fanny. And yeah, that uh, that concludes the show. They they plan to be they plan to be back next week with a new crop of contestants. But you know, Dade uh, Dade Dade is the ultimate packed world's warrior for this week. Uh, wow, that was amazing. That was really surprising too. Yeah, your what? mom's cool. Y- yeah. Um. She saved my life, got me out of a bad situation, kind of feel like a jerk for running away. I'm sure she understands. Yeah, roughly three days later, you emerge from the drift to see Apiste appear out of the starry sky before you. From space, this world looks more like an abandoned moon than an inhabited planet. It has no natural atmosphere, water, or greenery, and there is no light emanating from its few settlements. The planet's surface remains wreathed in a cloak of darkness dotted here and there with the deeper shadows of its many craters. And as the calamity emerges from the drift, you are immediately hailed by a traffic control AI. Approaching vessel, what is your business in Apostay? We're here to pick up some cargo. This is Calamity from Edge Corp. Send your transponder codes and destination. I hit a few buttons. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Beep, boop, beep, boop, ba. You get uh, approval back as well as docking instructions, and the AI's voice comes back over the comms. Proceed to dock. Thank you kindly, AI. And the docking (laughs) instructions are sent over to Miss Fanny's station. And and as you descend towards this dark, cold planet, the nightshade towers of the city of Night Arch jut into view, surrounded by great halls, smaller domes, and other enclosed buildings, lit only with eerie purples and blues, and you soon come to rest in your docking bay. You have a, a very uncertain future ahead of you in this moment. You don't know what you're planning to do with these guns that you're supposed to be bringing to Voxa. You don't know what awaits you as far as securing that cargo. I don't know if any of you have even been to Apostate before, and there are certain hmm. there are certain things that you need to do to even be able to survive physically on this planet before you can go anywhere. And we're going to get into that next time. On Ooh. far beyond the stars. <gasps> pew pew. So curious. There's pew, a lot going on here. Wow. Uh, as we get to level two. Nope. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> far beyond the stars is a fantastic world's production. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the show ignore jess's sobs they're fine <laughs> if you can't get enough of us we also produce a second show the fantastic worlds podcast which is based on the reign of winter adventure path for pathfinder 1e we also recommend connecting with our fantastic community on discord and reddit or following us on facebook twitter and instagram you can find links to access all of those on our website fantasticworldspod.com 
If you'd like to support the pod, consider joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash, where you can get access to behind-the-scenes content for all of our shows. There's merch and a whole extra Pathfinder 2E podcast produced exclusively for our Patreon subscribers. I am Abby, your galactic mistress, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine on Instagram or Twitter. I am Heidi, and I play Saren, everyone's favorite pet space rock, who's got (laughs) issues. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Vamahillion. That's V-A-M-I-H-I-L-I-O-N. This is Angel. Uh, You can reach me at Espinoza916. This is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clank. This is Dustin Prime. You can reach me at Dustin Alexander. If you enjoy our show, do us a favor and help spread the word to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. We'll see you next time. Far beyond the stars. Pew, pew, pew. Well, you're a bug boy now. <laughs> now he's a bug boy. <laughs> and, and 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 then joins the crew as Abby's self-insert character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes! God, I want to play a Sheeran so, so badly. I love them. <laughs> now I have that. Remember the, uh, I think it was Toys R Us that says, I'm a big kid now. And now in my head it's saying, I'm a bug boy now. <laughs> I think that was the pull-ups diapers. It Mommy, is, wow. <laughs> I'm a big kid now. I, right? Yeah. Mommy, wow. I'm a bug Buggies. boy now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bug boy in a diaper. Uh, <laughs> diaped up bug boy.